you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh boy, welcome in everybody to a very fun episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and it is time to tamper. Everyone's tampering <laughs> all over. It's it, it can, The tampering can't be stopped. It really, it's the start of free agency, and a, a whole bunch of deals that have been reported and are really deals are going to be made official on Wednesday, but we can start talking about them. Free agency is well underway, and there's all sorts of deals that we are ready to talk about. Uh, Joe Thune signing a gigantic deal as a guard. The Patriots throwing their money around like crazy. The Bucks keeping the band together. Uh, Really big day for the edge rusher class. And uh, Ross and I, uh, Ross at Ross Jackson Nola. I'm Luke Braun at at, uh, Luke Braun NFL, Locked On Vikings. Ross does Locked On Saints, of course. We're going to play a little bit of Lock It or Mock It, which we played earlier in the season. It's been a while on some of these deals and some of the the team behaviors of free agency. See what we like and what we don't like here on the Locked On NFL podcast. And Ross, I guess let's start with uh, the first one I mentioned there. Joe Thune to Kansas City, five years, $80 million, $32.5 million guaranteed. Gigantic money for a guard. Is he worth it? Yeah, it's a really interesting signing, right? Because, of course, this is a team that just lost... Not one, but both of its bookends, both tackles in the offensive line, and they go out and sign a guard. Now, they were interested in the guard market last year as well, both in free agency and in the draft. They do have, you know, a, a young rookie, Lucas Niang, who's coming in as a tackle. He, uh, he, he opted out of the 2020 season, coming back in right. 2021. So they do have some potential there at the tackle position. But I was shocked to see them go and address the interior as opposed to taking a look at maybe quickly addressing those bookend positions at left and right tackle. Yeah, and again, it's, you know, what do they already have on their roster and how do they feel about, like, Lucas Niang and stuff? But it is interesting, after shedding Mitchell Swartz and Eric Fisher, that they don't immediately go for those guys' as replacements. But they did have just as much of a need at guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that was even somewhat of an issue before everyone got hurt and they yeah. didn't have any of that offensive line. And it really seems like they're kind of reeling because that's really a huge reason why they lost that Super Bowl. And it's very fresh in your mind. But Joe yeah. Thune also had a huge market, so he was going to get a huge deal. Yeah. And it's just a matter of kind of who ends up shelling out. Um, Speaking of shelling out, my goodness, Bill Belichick. Right. (laughs) Bill Belichick wrote a ton of checks, as did Robert Kraft, I guess. But I'm going to just give all the credit to Bill Belichick because I feel like it. But the Patriots, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, right. Patriots, absolutely uh, a big day for them uh, for day one. Actually, uh, Warren Sharp put it out there, nearly spending half of the amount of free agency spending in the first three hours of the negotiating period of the 2021 new league year as they have spent over free agency over the last 10 years pretty incredible expenditures all across a couple of and they were not done yet no they're right they continue to make moves after that point and i'm not going to be surprised to see them uh continue 
to make moves beyond here. A uh, couple of different big signings. They address the wide receiver position a bit, going Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. They bring in John o. Smith from the Tennessee Titans with a four-year, $50 million deal with 31 and a quarter guaranteed. They made that trade earlier on in the offseason for Trent Brown. And then, of course, they also add Matt Judon, an edge rusher, and Jalen Mills on a four-year contract as well. What are some of your thoughts on the moves that the New England Patriots made on day one of the negotiating period? You know, I'm mixed. Uh, mm-hmm. On one hand, I think they got some good players, right? John o. Smith, Matthew Judon, those are good players that will help the Patriots for a long time. And at a certain point, you don't really care about the price tag. If it's a good player, you know, come week eight, you're not going to be thinking about his price tag. You're going to be thinking about what he does for your team and how he just helped you win a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. So uh, at a certain point, like the, a lot of these players are good players that a lot of teams really wanted in on. And because the Patriots were kind of not only the team with the money, but the team with the culture, you know, the team with the famous, you want to, you want to win, come here. You want to get paid and lose, go to, you know, the Jets or Jacksonville or teams that are like that. Um, So they kind of had, I I feel like first writer refusal almost to a lot of guys, you know, because they're the destination play for Bill Belichick, go make the bag, right? You don't need to uh, take a, a discounted deal like you would have had to for a lot of the previous championship Patriots rosters. Um, you know, go be in the best organization in the in the league and, you know, the winningest organization in the league and go make some money while you're at it. That's a great ask. But on the other hand, and this is a little bit of a spoiler for something later in the show, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you should spend it irresponsibly. And I do think that some of those deals are a little inflated. And I mm-hmm. think once it comes time to, you know, really complete and round out a roster that's in a little bit of a rebuild right now, you're going to regret some of that bloat. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the first day of free agency, right? Like these are where the contracts are huge. And this is how this usually tends to play out. Uh, You know, I I don't mind the moves, but this is still a team I feel like that lives and dies by whoever's going to be under center next season. Right. And that's sort of the way that this this team is going to go. There is something to be said in the fact that they also end up getting back guys like Patrick Chung and Dante Hightower in 2021 who opted out. They were hit the hardest by opt-outs. Yeah, big time. And so now they've added some pieces along with other pieces that they're going to get back that are already accounted for on the salary cap. So at least there's sort of that area of it to look at. But no one so far during free agency has kept the band together and talked about getting players back than better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also spent a lot of money, but did it a little bit of a different way than New England. Yeah, and I'm a huge, maybe it's because I'm a Vikings fan, and so I'm biased towards this because it's mm-hmm. kind of the Vikings style as well when they when they can. I'm huge on keeping your in-house guys. Agreed. Because there is uh, some value to continuity. Mm-hmm. If you listen to players and coaches talk about the, you know, joining new teams or, you know, uh, transitioning to the NFL from college or whatever, it's all about you are now working with a new person. You got to get to know how to communicate with that new person, a new center, a new quarterbacks coach or a new you know position coach, a new coordinator. Um, you have to get used to being around those people and you have mm-hmm. to spend hours with those people and communicate flawlessly with those people. This right. isn't just, you know, group project in science class. This is <laughs> flawless. And and I think that there's some value to that. And also you just like with, with Shaq Barrett, you know, Shaq Barrett really, really well. Yep. And I think there is something really, really promising about the way that Brady and Gronkowski and Shaq Barrett all took semi-reasonable deals mm-hmm. to 
stay in Tampa Bay and go chase another ring. It, it shows me that something special is going on in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And I think Bucks fans should be really, really excited about the way that free agency went, even though there's no new toy, not a lot of you know new toys, nothing new shiny. It's all guys you're familiar with and that you know, and you don't get to go get go watch a bunch of tape of a new guy and get excited about that. Right. I, this is I, it's hard to imagine the first day of free agency going better for a team than it did for Tampa Bay for me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, Rob Gronkowski, one-year deal, $8 million worth up to 10 Shaquille Barrett, four years, $68 million. But the first year is very, very low in terms of the cap hit. It's an escalating contract. They did a very good job with the structures here. And, you know, we always talk about teams that are built to win their divisions. Right now, Tampa Bay seems to be the most sure thing in the NFC South, right? How are the Atlanta Falcons going to adjust to their new coach? How are the New Orleans Saints going to adjust to their new quarterback, which your Breeze retiring? And what's going to happen at the quarterback position for Carolina? Meanwhile, Tampa Bay is keeping the band together. That's a good position for them yeah. to be in. Uh, coming up next, we're going to jump into our Locket or Mocket segment, taking a look at edge rushers, as well as giving our favorite Lockets the things that we like, and our favorite Mockets the things we didn't like about the first day of free agency. So we'll get to all of those, as well as our Tuesday Fantasy Forum over in the third segment as well. So we got a lot coming up for you on today's episode of Locked on NFL part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And before we get to any Locket or Mocket, one thing I will always call a lock is betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And now they have a bracket challenge as well, where you can win a ton of money and you enter with only 15 bucks. So not terrible at all. So go ahead and check them out because football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL, and now MLB with spring training are all in full swing. No pun intended there. MLB swing. Get it? That's fine. Oh, come on. Don't bet on my puns though. Don't bet on my puns. They don't have odds for <laughs> those on. because it would always be good. That would be the pun. That would be the pun <laughs> bet for me. Uh, real updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine, including my bad jokes. Uh, bet online always has you covered with scores, odds, and it's undoubtedly the best place for your bets. And best of all, free to sign up at betonline.ag. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So this is a really interesting moment of the the football life cycle, this kind of first part of free agency. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hype. Yeah. And with hype comes shifting in the betting markets. Yep. Now, if you want a little bit of help on how to navigate that and make sure that you're making good wagers, you're not getting caught up in it, or if you just want to gamble on other sports like the NBA, MLB, or whatever, head over to the Locked On Bets podcast when you're done with this show. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They have daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. So you can follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. So I, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention all the movement at Ed Rusher in free agency. Mm-hmm. I think eight major deals was where we yeah. where we are, at least as of this recording. Things are still going on as we're recording, so that might even be outdated. A lot of edge rushers coming off the market, a lot of huge deals, some good, some bad, but I guess let's start and I'll kick this one to you. Uh, Bud Dupree, five years, 82 and a half million to the Titans. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to... Uh, this one was really tough for me. I'm going to lock it, though. You know what? T- Tennessee saw a need. They went after it. They did the same thing last year with Vic Beasley and Genevieve Clowney. This time, they didn't leave anything to, to speculation or anything as much to question. They went with somebody that feel, felt like maybe a little bit more proven with what we saw in Pittsburgh's defense. The only question will be, can he produce without having J.J. Watt and the other 
uh, members of the Pittsburgh defense around him. Tennessee badly needed edge rush. They got it with Bud Dupree. Uh, next on our list here, Trey Hendrickson, four years, $60 million, heading to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I, I think for similar reasons, I would have been a mocket on Bud Dupree because it seems like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the relationship between sacks and pressures is a little concerning there. And I think it's a little concerning, less so with Trey Hendrickson because he still generated a lot of pressure in New Orleans. Um, but there's also a sample size thing. It's kind of to me like when you're drafting a college player that was stuck on the bench behind some elite, you know, all world, all American for three years of his college career. And then he played like pretty good in his senior year and and was kind of a surprise. And it's like, where do you draft that guy? Right. Four years, $60 million. It's 15 million. Um, That is, that's a lot of money for the Bengals, a team that's uh, I I, I think kind of in a a stuck in a perpetual rebuilding hell. Um, And and I think in conjunction, which with what we'll talk about in a sec with Carl Lawson, Bengals fans are really upset right now. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go with a mock it on Trey Hendrickson uh, for that deal, but I don't think very, uh, like I'm not conf- too confident in it. Like that could definitely work out and I could be definitely proven wrong on that. So how about two years, 26 million, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Unique Ngakwe? Unique Ngakwe is an interesting one. Uh, you know, I, I always kind of make a little bit of a joke about John Gruden trading away Khalil Mack and then talking about in a press conference very soon after how Edge rushers don't grow grow on trees. Now they go out <laughs> and then they sign. Unless you're Baltimore. Right, unless you're Baltimore. Uh, now they go out, they sign Ngakwe, they get him two years, $26, million per year for the two years. This one's okay. I'm actually going to go with the market on this one. I, I just haven't seen the Raiders really be able to fill out this need since they moved on from uh, Khalil Mack, right? They've invested. They've certainly spent some time there, Khalil and Farrell, a few other players, Arden Key that they got out of LSU. So they've tried and tried and tried, but I'm not so certain that this one's really going to work out for them yet. Although Unique Ngakwe is a very, very good talent. We've seen him move around a little bit more than I think he would like since me leaving Jacksonville. Maybe he gets his feet here right. in Las Vegas, but I'm not sure that this is the final landing spot yet for Ngakwe. I, I feel like maybe there's one more sort of more stable and and maybe stabilizing position or place for him to land from uh, from this point. So we'll see how it all works out. But I'm not super confident about Las Vegas as a fit at this time. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about Trey Hendrickson and the Bengals mentioning Carl Lawson. Well, now we're going to talk about Carl Lawson. Three years, $45 million to the Jets. Lock it or mock it for you here. Uh, I've slammed a locket on this one for the Jets. I I think, and I want to slam the whole Jets first day of free agency. I think what they got with, you know, Corey Davis and all that stuff and, Mm -hmm. and and with Carl Lawson, I, those deals to me, not only are they, you know, exciting players that will kind of juice up uh, a team in need of a massive overhaul and new coaching staff and stuff. And they're going to have a new quarterback and all that stuff. This is going to be a new look Jets that is different from the kind of, you know, nobody wants to play their type Jets that the Jets fans have been enduring for the last two decades. They're mm-hmm. trying to build a new look Jets, and I like where it's headed. Yeah. Um, and, and the value is smart, too. You know, a lot of times the quote-unquote winner of free agency is just kind of like who threw around the most money and who got all the exciting, uh, you know, high-name players. And then by the time the season actually starts, a lot of that doesn't work out. I think the Jets have been smart. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think, again, for the Bengals, this is a big part of why if they were going to give out four years, 60 million and Carl Lawson got three years, 45 million, they chose Trey Hendrickson over Carl Lawson there. And if only because of the continuity, I don't like that, but I also just disagree with that evaluation. I think Carl Mm -hmm. Lawson is a player that they should have worked harder to keep. 
Um, and, and, you know, they they knew best, I guess. But I think they might have gotten a little bit of wrapped up in, in Trey Hendrickson, who's who they're kind of buying high on. They're not yeah. buying low on him. And, and I think that is where you can get into some value problems and sort of overspend and overcommit. Um, so I think, I don't know, Bengals fans have been livid all day, and I definitely don't blame them. Luke, I gave you a locket last time. I'm going to give you a mocket this time. The one thing I will always mock it on is car trouble. Never want to deal with it. <laughs> Never a part of the life that I am looking forward to at any point. That's why I love our friends over at rockauto.com. They help me idiot person when it comes to cars (laughs) look like somebody else smart person when it comes to taking care of vehicles and that is a big leap so big 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 shout out to the heavy lifting that rock auto does to make it super simple super easy to navigate their really expansive catalog of parts pieces and everything that you can need for your vehicle you just head over to the website you put in your make your model your year the parts you're looking for and they're going to give you several options for that part piece accessory whatever it is that you need all at a fraction of the price is what you're going to get with the chain stores around the corner. And you can do all of it comfortably from your own home without having to go out or deal with anything. They're a family business as well. You know we're trying to support these family businesses. They've been helping auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go and check them out at rockauto.com right now. And see, well, finish the episode first, then go to rockauto.com as soon as you <laughs> <laughs> see all the parts that are available for your car or truck and don't forget to write locked on in the how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliable low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com now listen we've been telling everybody about built bar right the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now like i've mentioned i've built a time machine i've gone back in time forward in time there's never been a better protein bar and there will never be a better protein bar than what you have right oh, now wow. With Bilt Breaking Bar. news. Breaking news. But what we don't know right now, what we're in the midst of trying to figure out with all of our locked on scientists and locked on listener scientists <laughs> as well, is what is the best tasting Built Bar out there? That's why we have Built Bar Madness, which you can participate in by going to BuiltBar.com or visiting Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Today's matchup is going to be peanut butter brownie versus coconut almond. Look, this is an easy one for me. Where are you going on this one? I'm team no coconut. We have to end the tyranny that is coconut. <laughs> coconut is trying to stage a coup and take over the world. We cannot stand for this. We so certainly cannot. Running out of the way. I have nothing against coconut, but there is no way I'm ever picking coconut over peanut butter. Not happening. Peanut butter brownie, yeah, 100%. Easy. Hashtag team peanut butter brownie today. So we've got them moving on. Go ahead and cast your vote at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order over at BuiltBar.com so you can try it for yourself. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back to see who's won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar flavor at BuiltBar.com. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app wherever you get your podcasts. And now it is time for the Tuesday Fantasy Forum here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Luke and Ross here. We're here with Marcus Mosher of Locked On Dynasty Football and uh, the, the winds of change they are about blowing and i think the headline of the first day of free agency obviously is the new england patriots throwing money around uh like like it's burning a hole in their pockets so (laughs) i guess give me your takeaways of exactly how the the dynamic changes here 
I guess a lot of it comes down to what you think of Cam Newton, but otherwise there's a lot of players that just got a lot more interesting in terms of dynasty buy or sell. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick found that stimulus money, right? And he decided to blow it all <laughs> direct up. deposit. Oh yeah. Um, let's start with John U. Smith because I think that was the most interesting yeah. move, right? Mm-hmm. Four years, 50 million, pretty clearly a guy that Belichick, uh, you know, has really liked over his time, you know, coaching against him. Uh, with the Titans. I think he's a perfect fit in that offense. You can move him all around. You can have him play in a slot out of the backfield. Listen, if I set the over under on like seven carries for Jonu Smith this year, what would you take Luke? Cause I, I think he's going to get a ton of touches. Sorry. Carries Carry, Yeah. You heard oh, me. Yeah. yeah. I, I would take the over on that. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. We, I'll take listen, the over then, I guess. I, I know I, I know it's like a curse word, but like Aaron Hernandez used to get a bunch of carries for uh, the Patriots. It's, I've, I've seen that comp reluctantly thrown out there a couple yeah. times as in terms of the role. I, I even remember a playoff game where Belichick put Aaron Hernandez back there as a punt returner. So uh, I think he's wanted Jeez. to find the this type of player, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jonu Smith is the most valuable pass catcher in this offense, and I, I think he's going to have – a huge role, regardless if it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones, a quarterback this year for New England. Yeah, I, I guess it also helps that the wide receiver core seems very odd, right? Like it's it's a, another New England year without like a crazy number one wild receiver, and so it's it just kind of gives Johnny Smith a chance to to mm-hmm. kind of explode out market share wise. Yeah, and we can talk about those receivers as well. So they signed Nelson Aguilar to a big deal, right? $13 million a year. I'm not a believer. (laughs) Well, and I I think here's the thing. I think Aguilar is a good player, but I think he got overpaid in free agency. And I think he's getting paid like a low-end wide receiver one. And he's certainly not that. But can he make plays down the field and stretch the field? Sure. I just... I don't know what Belichick was doing, spending that much money. And then when you you combine it with Kendrick Bourne, who seems like he's just a depth piece as well. And you're bringing back Julian Edelman. It's, it's a really weird wide receiver core. And frankly, what it's going to do is just make me not want to have any of those guys outside of John of Smith uh, on my fantasy and my dynasty rosters. That makes sense. I mean, we've always known the New England offense to be an untrustworthy one when it comes to fantasy value. Uh, One team that we have always trusted when it comes to fantasy value is the New Orleans Saints. Of course, they undergo a big change uh, here over the course of this past weekend with Drew Brees announcing that he's retiring. They retain Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill set to battle it out for the starting position, at least for now, uh, at quarterback for the 2021 New Orleans Saints. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is out, but Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Adam Troutman, a lot of players still there. Mm. What's your expectation for that New Orleans Saints offense for fantasy value? I think it's going to be good, right? Your studs are still going to be studly. I don't think Michael Thomas is going to have... Uh, any real drop in play. Maybe the ceiling isn't quite as high mm-hmm. as we've come accustomed to seeing, you know, over the last couple of years, but he's still going to provide wide receiver one ceiling. I think Alvin Kamara is still going to be incredibly productive, but if it's Taysom Hill at quarterback, maybe we'll see the reception total drop. Like we saw this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, he's a, a clear cut RB one. I do think it's interesting about Adam Troutman. And I'm really glad that you brought up that name Ross, because I think that's somebody and the dynasty community that a lot of people are excited about. No, Jared cook. Uh, this right. is a guy that did very well at the shuttles, good in the change of directions, uh, very productive coming out uh, of school. Uh, the 
despite playing at a, a pretty small college. But mm-hmm. Adam Troutman, I think, is he's a good blocker. He's going to get a ton of snaps in that offense. And we've seen historically Sean Payton's tight ends have produced, whether it's Jimmy Graham or Jared Cook or even Kobe Fleener back in right. those days. That seems right. like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I think Adam Trotman is going to be a nice little sleeper tight end for us when we get into our drafts here in the summer. So right before we started this, uh, Washington made a deal with a quarterback. They got they they got the Harvard man himself, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's that Wonderlick score. <laughs> Fear the beard. Uh, uh, so I guess for oh, first reactions to that, I mean, how does this affect things like Terry McLaurin? Does it affect things like Terry McLaurin, or should we? You know, only expect so many starts from Fitzpatrick. Are we still thinking maybe Mac Jones over there? How do we? Uh, how, how how do you think that's going to shake out? Yeah, I think at the very least this is a good thing for you know our neutral thing. I think this is a good thing for Terry McLaurin. This is somebody who can throw the ball down the field. Uh, does a pretty good job of getting the ball to his playmakers. Uh, but he's not the only guy that's going to benefit. I think Antonio Gibson as a pass catcher mm-hmm. uh, could also see a bump in targets. And then Logan Thomas, the the former Virginia Tech quarterback transferring over to tight end, played really, really well last year, despite all the quarterback, you know, controversy there in Washington. Uh, I think Logan Thomas continues to be a solid buy and underrated tight end asset. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, while he's never going to be a top 10, top 12 fantasy quarterback, I think he's going to be competent enough to get the ball to his playmakers. Marcus, we appreciate you very much for coming through. You can find Marcus every day over at the Locked On Cowboys podcast and a couple of days a week over at the Locked On Dynasty football podcast. And of course, you can follow him on, uh, on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. We appreciate you coming through, bud. Yeah, anytime. All right, y'all. Still some unexpected names out on free agency. Still a lot to sort out. Trent Williams, Kenny Galladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, and many, many more still on the market. So, of course, if you want to catch up with everything as it unfolds in free agency, as the negotiating period rolls along, make sure you come back for tomorrow's episode. Tony Wiggins, James Rappi, and they're going to have everything taken care of for you for our Wednesday Locked on NFL. And they'll be joined, of course, by a Locked on NFL draft update as well, letting you know how free agency factors in to the drafts make sure you tune in all throughout the rest of the week here on locked on nfl for luke braun at luke braun nfl i'm ross jackson at ross jackson nola we'll see you soon